Unfortunately, uh, Greg won. I think that's unfortunate for everybody here. At least I've got a vote. Giving that kid more ammo is, uh, is a rough one sometimes. I'm just happy I got a vote. Oh, that's valid. That's valid. Second place is just the first loser, anyway. So that's fair. <laughs> so I came in. I came in second loser. <laughs> We've got so much. Like I, I literally, my brain was like exploding. I had to write so many things down, which is only a good thing. Can only mean good things here. Um, where do you want to even start? Because we can go anywhere. Um, we can start at that beautiful picture that you retweeted of Lake Tahoe. We can start with college football. We can start with NFL. We can start with MLB. I mean, we can go anywhere with this thing. Uh, I, I think we got to start with the news of the day. Yes. <laughs> yes. And? It's the only thing that's happened today. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. Um... I, how much is how much is the new Wentz contract? He got a new contract with us. Oh, they're just taking over his old one. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because his old contract is ridiculous. So. Yeah. So what's also crazy is that uh, Carson Wentz is going to be the biggest cap hit next year for the Eagles. Uh, he's not even going to be on the team at thirty-three point eight milli. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, I have I have some quick facts for you um, with Carson Wentz's departure. And actually, we could go through this list. It is kind of a crazy list. So if you want to go through it, we can. But Carson Wentz now makes it so that every first round quarterback that was drafted between 2009 and 2016 is no longer on the teams that drafted them. Every last single one that was taken in the first round. That's 22, by the way. I expect nothing less. So, all right, because I kind of want to now, let's do it. And I want I want your one-word reactions to these, okay? Okay. We started in 2009. Stafford. Probably should have been on the Lions if, he, if they didn't um, mess that up terribly, which they did. So. Mark Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> the, the caption on the tweet that I'm reading this from is LOL. Um, I mean, he was good for like a week. For no, not a week. He was good for three years, and then after that was, um, you know, Mark. Josh Freeman. Keep going. Now we're on to 2010. Uh, Bradford. I I'm gonna I'm moving him into the bust category. <laughs> he wasn't there for you? No. Oh, man. No, he for, wasn't there, but he's moving there. He was first. He, I mean, for a guy that's first round that was like a serviceable backup, he. I, and maybe. Do, we, do you think that we toss around the bust word too much? Yeah. I think we do. And that's why I'm saying he moved into the bust category for me because, like, okay. you know, we can go. If you go through that whole list, there are absolute obvious busts in this, right? Freeman, there, there, there are. Yes, uh, Freeman's a bust. Well, free. I, truthfully, I don't know who thought Freeman was going to work out, but he was taken in the first round by the Super Bowl champions. Right now, yeah. So I don't, I don't know why he was taken in the first round, but we're going to continue. The last name for 2010, who was also 
should be in the bus category for real, Tim Tebow. No, I don't think he should be in the bus category. I don't know why he was drafted him, in the first round. I put him and Mark Sanchez in the same boat. They wanted him to move positions. He said he wasn't going to. That's a personal decision. He, he you know, he has the right to make that decision. And then teams get mad when, like, they knew that he could be a serviceable tight end. He wanted to still play quarterback. Yep. And then somehow NFL franchises got mad when he wasn't a good NFL quarterback. Yeah. Just didn't make much sense. Well, here's here's the other thing that I'm going to say about this is that the Broncos in 2011 went from to 2012 went from Tim Tebow to Peyton Man. So, yep. That 2011 team ended up upsetting the Steelers in the playoffs, got mushed by the Patriots because it's the Patriots. But they were probably going to bring him back, and then the only reason why they didn't was because they brought brought in uh, Peyton Manning. So to me, I'm not putting him in the bus category. I'm just putting him in the only one real team believed in him, and that team moved him to get the a Hall of Famer. So I'm not like that mad about it. Did you know that you can now place a bet on Tebow returning to the NFL? See, I'm going to go in a different direction when we get there. I don't think he's going to return to the NFL, but I, I have a different. Well, I mean, we're here now. This is the only other what time we, we're going to talk about. What are we talking about? Him. Return to the NFL, like be a quarterback in the NFL again? A be a be a player in the NFL. So no, they, they, I, I think he's going to end up being like the Jaguars character coach or something. Okay, because I mean, they yeah they they just said um, the bet that he would play for an NFL team. No, I think he's going to be the character coach for the Jaguars. Man, you want to talk about a bad off season for character coaches? We're gonna we're gonna get back to this. We will. Okay. Cool. I will. I will make a note of this. Um. All right. We are now into 2011. Cam Newton should be still on the Panthers. Would mm, I actually? I see. I don't know because Cam Newton is such a confusing. Um. The Patriots. The, him with the Patriots made it made it more confusing. Yes. He should absolutely still be on the Panthers. But beyond the Panthers, the Panthers gave up. On He's him. one of the most athletic people I've ever seen in my life, and I probably will ever see in my life. Um, Super Bowl contender, Heisman, MVP, like the accolades are just rounding up and up and up. But yet it doesn't seem. And I don't know. You are right that the Patriots kind of confuse me on this because I keep thinking back to last year that just like. He had so many unforced turnovers. You know, he ran the ball, but then couldn't protect the ball when he ran. And there were so many fumbles, so many peanut punches that he got. I, I don't, I truly don't know what to think because I am a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan. Now, last season, he didn't really live up to my personal hype. So that may be where people get confused here. And I think I may be blinded by my bias of I would still want Teddy Bridgewater. But I don't know. I, I don't really know what to do with Cam Newton. I think there are four teams right now in the NFL who should not want Teddy Bridgewater on their roster. Should not. Yes. Bucks. Yep. Give me a second. Chiefs. Yep. Packers. Yep. Ravens. See, I wasn't even going to go Ravens because I think that he would actually make a, a good backup to, to uh, Lamar. Uh, Houston? I was I, Truthfully, I was going to go Chargers. Okay. Well, you just think they found their guy. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I was not going to get that one. That was going to take me like at least seven more yeah. guesses to get down I to. I figured that was going to, which is why, <laughs> which is why I stopped it. As soon as you said Baltimore, but to me, it was one of those things where, you know, I, I think at least the Chargers have found their guy, and I think the Ravens would love I, I Truthfully, Bills would kill for him as a backup. Bills wouldn't have any use for him, but he'd be a great backup for him. Same with the Dolphins. Patriots, he'd be the starter. Starter in the starter for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Like I could go down this whole list and name you where he, where he could start right now. So, and I think he wants to be that though. I think he wants to be a starter. I don't think he wants to go and be a backup anymore. Nope, I agree with that. So, I, look, I, I don't know if they're going to end up tra- you know trading up to take a a quarterback. I don't know. Okay. Um, or taking a quarterback in this draft, I, I truly don't know because I think that what they have is really good. But that's just me. When I find I find that teams are going to treat um, Teddy Bridgewater very similarly to Jacoby Brissett in the sense that once he starts, mm-hmm. he's not going to want to relinquish that. I'm rightfully so. Um, but it's, it's it's just really... I mean, it, it's tough to take a gamble on these guys because they are proven, but to an extent, you know, whereas these guys in the draft are very unproven. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... that. I mean, as we go through this list and as we continue it, right... Like that's what we're going to find out is that like a lot of these guys are, you know, unproven and they continue to be unproven. Yeah, that's true. All right. We're going to keep going in 2011. Still Jake Locker retired, retired too early. Understand why he retired, but retired too early. I thought that he, he had a couple more miles to go. A couple more backup miles. He started for the, for the Titans. I know he did. He was good for the Titans. Okay. You put I, truthfully, in my opinion, if you put Jake Locker in for Ryan Tannehill, I think he's just as good. When you Google Jake Locker, you get to see who else was taken in the first round of this draft in the 2011 draft. So we already talked about Cam Newton. We touched on Jake Locker, um, Blaine Gabbert, now Super Bowl winning quarterback. I guess no you comment. Can. <laughs> and Christian Ponder. <laughs> Why was he taken in the first round? This is also a line where I'm at. Can we call them a bust because we only have the facts that he was taken in the first round? Or do we get the loophole that he just should never have been a first rounder? Uh, Personally, I have the loophole of I can look back at Freeman. I can look back at Tebow. I can look at uh, Ponder. I can look at a couple of these guys and say. We're going to get to them. They definitely should not have been first round picks. Blaine Gabbert's probably in the same territory on me, uh, for me, but he also was t- he also was kind of like that weird like he played at Missouri and no one really knew what to do with him. So okay, makes sense. All right, now he we didn't do bad in his first year, <laughs> Jacksonville. He didn't do great. But he didn't do bad. He was just average. Yep. The yep. definition of average: throwing for fi- completing fifty percent of your passes, having twelve touchdowns and eleven interceptions. And having 14 fumbles and losing five of them. That sounds very average to me. Would you say that the uh, Jameis Winston 30-30 club is average as well? I would say the Jameis Winston 30-30 club is above average, but not for the right reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Considering that it also came out that he couldn't see until, like, you know, last week. Literally. With within the past twelve months, um, 
And moving on to 2012, Andrew Luck. Uh, I'm putting him in the same category as Locker. Now, better. if I He's were a to, better version of Jake Locker, if I were to clip that and put that out, that would be so fucking funny because yep. just saying you know, I put him in the same boat as Locker is hilarious. But context means he still thought he had some more miles in the tank, and I agreed too. He was just smart enough of a human to say, you know what, I'd like to be able to walk when I'm sixty. Uh, yeah, but it's one of those things too where it's like you you see what the Colts' offensive line is now, and it's like. He would have thrived in this. Oh, my gosh, yes. And that is that is the only hope for Carson Wentz, by the way. Because we'll get yeah. to that in a second uh, once we're finished with this list. RG3. Uh, I don't even think he's the back. It says here that he's the backup for the Ravens. He is not. He was released. Um. Well, I mean, he. This is like this is what he was in twenty in in twenty twenty, right? Yeah, I well, suppose. Yeah, I'll give you that actually, one. Actually, the list that I'm looking at also keeps going back and forth because it's like currently on the Rams and then it's like Patriots, but he's a free agent. It's, you know. Um, RG3 definitely should have been taken in the first round. I think RG3 can start in the NFL. I don't know for who, and please don't ask me for who. I truly don't know. But I think he is capable of starting with how we've seen um, Lamar pan out, I think that he can start for three teams and three teams only. Broncos. That's one. Uh, Jaguars, I guess. Just but... based, No, just based on... I, I was actually... You know what? Honestly, it was based on the system. Not so much who's there, but based on the system. Oh, so to okay. me, To me, the three are the Bills, the Ravens. I think he'd actually do really, really well in Carolina. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I think he would actually do well in Carolina. I, I don't disagree. Um, and when RG3 has been really good about stepping up to the plate, you know, for those games that Lamar couldn't, um, and he won them games, there's no question about it. I don't know if, I don't know how many people are going to give him a shot. I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. Um, I think people just still might have that bad taste in their mouth for when he had the, the reins the whole time. But if I'm the Ravens, I want to keep him because when you're in practice, you know, you're, it's not your first team offense going up your first team defense. It's your, it's vice versa. So first team offense is going up against the second defense and vice versa. So mm -hmm. having um, RG3 as a backup is so freaking helpful. One, because it allows for the defense to be able to scheme against Patrick Mahomes. So it allows for them to really prep for that. And it also gives those backup offensive guys that he's playing with, those second-string offensive guys, a smaller sneak peek about what's going to happen when somebody gets injured and they have to step in and play with Lamar. So not a full look, but some look, because RG3 is still uh, easily in the front half of mobile quarterbacks in the league still. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Tannehill. Hey, he found a, he found second life in uh, Tennessee. So I mean, what what a what a what a one eighty. We're gonna go through this list, and I'm yeah until we get to twenty sixteen, literally until we get to this, so from two thousand nine to twenty sixteen, which is the last year. So from two thousand nine to twenty fifteen, uh, Tannehill and Stafford are gonna be by far the best quarterbacks on this list. 
Luckily, Tannehill kind of escaped his own doom and got out, and he's in an incredible system. I think that that also helps out your point that you've been trying to make a few times here, which I agree with, that the system is really important. Uh, I mean, that sounds sounds so stupid and so obvious to say out loud, but just so many people just don't realize it. Or you try to fit the square quarterback into a round offensive scheme, you know? Yep. You 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 got to make the scheme whatever the quarterback is. Okay, um, and then rounding out 2012's uh, Brandon Whedon. Shout out Browns. He's retired. Give him some respect. Okay, again, again, again. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go back to this. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to go back to this I said in the beginning. I appreciate what he did at Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. Never mind. But no. Okay, uh, and then 2013, there was only one name. Are, are you looking at this list too? Yeah. Damn it. Okay, I was going to ask you to guess. EJ Manuel. No. <laughs> All right, 2014. Blake Bortles. Can can we just go back? Why was EJ Manuel first-round pick? Why was EJ Manuel first-round pick? And it is a fantastic question. What did, he do at, what did he do it? It's Florida State. I mean, I'm, I assume he did great things at Florida State because um, you're in that uh, Jimbo scheme – and you have oh man, Geno Smith was in that draft class, wasn't he? I think so. Did he not go first round? No, he shouldn't have either. No, I'm not saying that, but I mean, if EJ Manuel was taken first round, 2013. They all I remember is that they won the Orange Bowl. That's all I remember with EJ Manuel. Here you go. You ready for this? Sure. I'm gonna go backwards to forwards. Tyler Bray. Okay. Exactly. Just going to leave that one die? Yep. EJ Manuel. Ryan Nassib. <laughs> oh, man. That's a quarterback name, though. Like, if I had to pick a quarterback name out of a hat, I love that. Matt Barkley. Is that USC? Yeah. Yeah. What a, his face did not match his name because he reminded me, like, I don't know. Oh, this list is getting better. Mike Glennon. Let's go. King Glennon. Zach Dysert. I, I frankly, I'm not sure I know who that is. Zach Dysert was taken by the Denver Broncos in the seventh round. And he was a practice squad player until 2017. Sure. Gino. And Tyler Wilson. What was EJ uh, trivia time? What was EJ Manuel's last team? It was in 2017 where he was the backup. Seattle, Oakland. Damn. Wait. Oh, I'm thinking of Gino. <laughs> I'm thinking of Gino. Gino. Gino's the. I think Gino's currently the backup in Seattle. Really? That's yeah. an awesome gig. Yeah. Gino is currently the backup in Seattle. Okay. Oh, who was it? Um, man, I, I I'm going to absolutely. I I need to figure this out. At West Virginia, Geno Smith and was it was it Tavon Austin that he was with that was like one of the most electric? Because that we were still getting. 
we were still getting NCAA footballs in 2013. Correct. And I remember, I think it was, I, I do, I think it was Smith and Tavon Austin, because that was it also was. when Pat McAfee was there, but yep. obviously you're not playing as a punter, really. That was one of the biggest cheat codes in that game's history. Those guys were automatic, whole time. Okay. Um, 2012? 13. 2013. No, Tavon Austin was not there in 2013. I don't know who I'm thinking of then, because I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna have to figure it out. Maybe I don't think it was Stedman Bailey. I mean, he was there with Geno Smith, but I don't think he was that. Damn it! Now I'm gonna. Is it? I, wait, hold on. So it's a 2020. No, I think it was 2011. Okay. Yeah, 2011 was their big year. Okay, I'll give you that one. I believe you, uh, because there yeah, was some it year. Was, it was Tavon uh, Stedman Bailey, and then it was like. Uh... Brad Starks. He's right. They also had one of the absolute biggest ass whoopings I've ever seen in a bowl game where they, where uh, Geno Smith took West Virginia to the Orange Bowl. I think it was 2011, 2012. And they doubled up Clemson. They scored, they dropped 70, at least 70 points on Clemson. And I am not exaggerating at all. I don't know what that final score is, but I know, like, my dad has it on tape because he's a West Virginia fan. It's just a DVD with the game on it. That's it. <laughs> like, and I'll, I'll catch him, like, once every, like, I don't know, 18 months. Just I'll, He'll ask me to come over, and it'll just be on the TV. No, no reason whatsoever. So, I guess that was probably... Yeah, that was probably the last time that they... Yeah, that was the last time they were really good because they had the chance to get to the BCS National Championship and then lost that game to Pitt. Oh, that was a bad day in my house. All right, um, 2014, Bortles. Still trying. He is still trying. Um, Manziel. <laughs> and then Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, You know, he's still around, so. I'm I'm happy that he's no longer on the Vikings because I don't think that he would have done well on the Vikings. But I'm very sad for the way that it that it ended. Uh, uh, now we're on the 2015 Jameis Winston. Yeah, and then uh, rounding out 2015 is Mariota. That was the best draft class that never actually uh you know applied itself. Oh yeah, yeah. 2016 to round it out. Uh, Jared Goff, who I think is the third best quarterback on this list. Uh, yep. So, and I, I guess I'm I I should correct myself here. I'm talking NFL career now. Mm-hmm. So you know, my top three it's going to be Stafford, it's going to be Tannehill, and it's going to be um, Goff is like my top three in NFL performance. Okay. Um, Carson Wentz is going to be my yep. number four, actually. Okay. Uh, and then at the bottom of the barrel, we have Paxton Lynch to round out 2016. None okay, so, of so those players are, so are on their team. On this list, who are the three worst? Would you go Lynch, Ponder? I Yes, I, Ponder was my number one. <laughs> Lynch, Ponder, and... Freeman. Gabbert? Freeman? No, not Gabbert. I, I I'm gonna say is it for, is it Freeman based on where he was taken? 
Can I say Manziel? I mean, you can. I think I might say Manziel. I'm not going to be in any position to say that, so you can. I watched him. I watched every freaking game. I know, but Freeman was taken with the 17th pick. Well, I mean, if we're like we're trying to like mince things here, Manziel was like the 22nd, 23rd pick, I think. Yeah. Because the Browns had two first rounders that year. I forget who they took first in that draft, though. Be interesting to see. I would say. They took a defensive player, didn't they? Yeah, I just forget. Did they take Miles Garrett in the draft? No, Miles Garrett was 2017, 2018. Okay. Um, that was the best first round pick they've had in at least a decade. At least, at least a decade. Justin Gilbert. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. No, uh, EJ Manuel. No, I was saying that's who the Browns took. Oh, shit, shit, Sorry. That's who the Browns took. Sorry. I was going to say, I think my third might be EJ Manuel. That's fair. But if I'm looking at these draft class, I'm saying that the 2012 was the most overall successful. Luck, RG3, Tannehill, and Whedon. Was if you look at the entire package, it's most successful. Yeah. Because 2009, you have... Stafford and half of Sanchez and then none of Freeman. So I'd like to argue that that 2012, well, yeah, no, 2012 is more successful than 2016 because of Paxton Lynch. I mean, let's also think about that draft, right? It's It was Luck with the first pick, RG3 with the second pick, Tannehill at eight, and then it's Brandon Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Could take a Dave into Castro or to Hightower. Or Harrison Smith. And you went with Brandon Weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when I'm looking also at that, um, and, and maybe it, it's definitely 2020 hindsight here, so I get it. I, I totally understand. Oh, you also took Josh Gordon in this draft. Also, I never hated that pick. I still don't hate that pick. Um, he's in, in 13 games, he set an NFL receiving record. 13. Didn't even play the full season. Also, getting back here to the 2016 draft, I know that we're looking here at 2020 hindsight, but Carson going second stinks. Now, I'm I'm torn here because at the same time, he did help lead them in their first Super Bowl. Well, to their yeah, first gonna, Super Bowl. I'm not going to say anything bad about the Carson Wentz pick. I mean, look, you could obviously point to... Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Well, I mean, they weren't going for for anybody on the on the defensive side of the football, right? Like, you can look at it and just say, they could have taken Joey Bosa. They could have taken Jalen Ramsey. They could have taken Ronnie Stanley. They t- could have taken DeForest Buckner. They could have taken Jack Cogman. There's a stacked first 10 picks right there. Monsters. They could have taken Laramie Tunzel, who dropped because of <laughs> That was one of the most fun drafts ever. <laughs> uh, just because the dude's most little weed. Shaq Lawson, Will Fuller, Josh Doxson. Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Kim DJ. Robert Kim DJ is phenomenal. Yeah. If the Patriots selection was never taken, I guarantee that's who they were going to take. That's understandable. But, yes, um, holy shit. I totally forget. Derrick Henry is the 45th pick. Michael yep. Thomas, the 47th pick. Yep. Woo. 
the goat Christian, Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> we're we're both. Are you on play on Pro Football Reference too? No, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia. Robert Aguayo should be in jail, and I still stand by that because he snapped a turtle in half and ripped its shell off. That man should be in jail. What a you sick. You know who he kicks for right now? Um, he wait a second. He was drafted by um Tampa Bay, and I th- in the second round, which is hilarious. I think he kicks for the Cardinals now. No, he does not. Oh, I apologize. That's Zane Gonzalez, who I have a burning hatred in my heart for. Um, probably the only football player I legit hate. All right, who does he play for now? The New England Patriots. <laughs> oh, man. That's bad. That's bad. Yep. Kenyon Drake in the third round. Dear God. Jacoby Brissett with the 90, 91st pick. Man, you skipped over Austin Hooper, Braxton Miller. Yes, I can skip over Braxton Miller. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, what? Sh- I mean, come on. I- I'm not saying anything. Yeah, exactly. Also, one of the all-time football names, Miles Killebrew. Also could be sounding off for like a 1940s baseball player. Mm. <laughs> it's also a good one. Connor Cook. That's a fun one. Yeah, that, that that list to me, looking over it, is fantastic. Because can, we just, can we also just acknowledge that Dak Prescott was taken in the fourth round of this draft? Really? Yeah. Damn. He was taken ahead of Cardell Jones. As he should have. Yeah. And Matthew Judon. And Jordan Howard. I mean, so when we're looking at that draft class, what what do you want to say? Dak is the second or third best quarterback to come out of that. I think he's the best. I'd take him over Jared Goff. I'd take him over Carson Wentz. I would definitely take him over Carson Wentz. Zero question in my mind about that. Um, I'm... T- can I now? What are what are Jared Goff's injury concerns? Because I don't think there he has he has hand I don't think issues. It's injury concerns with him at this point. I think he got traded and now he has to prove that he's not bad, even though he's playing in Detroit. That's an uphill battle for any quarterback, and Matthew Stafford barely did it. Yeah, well, uh, that's fine. You know what? I I I definitely agree with that. I I can definitely get behind that. Um, yeah, this season, in fairness. He did not get a lot of love this season. Yep. This was his best completion percentage season of all time. Now, that's 67%. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like, if I'm just looking at the sheer numbers here of his stats, they mm-hmm. definitely changed the offensive scheme. Because in 2017, 2018, and 2019, he kept increasing in attempts, passing attempts, by close to 80 to 100 per season. Yep. Um, and then he took a stark dive by over 75 passes this season. So it seems like they definitely changed the scheme to hopefully like rely more on the, to go, on the they, run. They tried to rely more on the run without a running back. That was <laughs> That's That is wildly valid. Um yeah, it's man. This this draft. He took he took a lot less sacks. Is a gold mine. Honestly, QBR was really good. I mean, a QBR of ninety 
for a season. I think most teams would take that. Yep. Um, Man, this honestly, this, I'm going through this 2016 draft class, and the later rounds is just a gold mine. Hit me with them. Ted Karras, sixth round pick. Mm-hmm. He's an offensive lineman for the Patriots. Of course. Alandon Roberts, sixth round. Ooh, I pick. love that. Um, Jeff Driscoll. Love it. Derek Watt. Also, can we let's talk about Derek real quickly? His middle name is Joseph. Why doesn't he go by DJ? Because why would he want to go by JJ and DJ, and then DJ? Like it's, he, it's TJ and DJ. That'd be so. That'd be so confusing. That'd be hilarious. But also, I know. But like, imagine if you're walking into the clubhouse and you're not saying it and you're saying it too quickly, and both of them just turn around. I'd get annoying after a while. Sweet. Then I get to talk to both Watt brothers. I don't know. I was just. I was like, do you? Do you really want to be that different from your brothers when you're also statistically the worst player out of all of them? Mm, yeah. I guess. I don't know. And he, he's not even the youngest. TJ's the youngest. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, I had to go. I had to. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Nate Sudfield is in this draft in the sixth round. King. King. Team Grant is in this round in the in the sixth round. Um. Keenan Reynolds, former Navy quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, while you're looking, we talked about this um, just like for barely five seconds. But Jacoby Brissett is now a – he's a free agent this season. Um, is he? Yes. What, is he, what does he do? What do you do if you're him? Or what uh, – here I, here I guess is what – what should he want to do, even if it's unrealistic? New like the, the, go back home. He, he should go back to New England. Okay, I I completely agree with you. I really do. And the only, truthfully, the only reason why I say that is because he did okay for them. He did well for them in two games. Yes, it's not that much of a change of a system, and I think that he is a while worse p- version of Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. I think that he can throw the ball better, and I think that he can make better decisions. I mean, he threw for 3,000 yards in the one full season that he started in before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think – I think, um, And even when he came back, he threw for 3,000 yards. I Now, let's have this conversation. Is Jacoby Brissett, at, at, at the way that 2020 ended, is he the best backup? Who am I – I think there's a name that I'm missing – like, if you had to have, like, take all the backups, put them together, who was the best one? Because my initial thought does jump out at Brissett, but I sure as shit is not Ryan Finley. I mean, you could go Fitzpatrick. You could go... Um, he did start a few games, but he's also technically the backup. You could go I Jalen would... Hurts. You could go Alex Smith or whoever the hell is the quarterback in Washington. Taylor Heineke, King. See, and I you would could go RG three. You could go whoever is not the starter in Chicago. You could go. I'm I'm just gonna say Nick Foles for that one because he started and ended the season as a backup. No, this is over. This conversation's over. It's New Orleans. No, oh, screw you. <laughs> this conversation's over. It's it's literally both Taysom Hill and James Winston. You are a Jameis hater, and I would also rather. I I think that Brissett it makes such smarter decisions 
than Jameis Winston ever possibly can, I would prefer him. Yeah. I've got I've got Jacoby behind Tannehill and behind Foles, maybe? And that's yeah. it. Maybe? He 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 deserves to be a starter. I don't know who. Um, he would easily be the most serviceable backup. But if you're looking, do the Colts want to retain him because of Wentz's injury problems or try to retain him because of the injury problems? But at the same time, you have a much better O-line. So you kind of got a trade-off here. Uh, yeah. What, yeah, you do. It, I don't know. Because the Colts have the payroll to get it done. Even with the wins hit, they now have the payroll to get it done. Okay. Uh, so, um, Field Yates has been on a tweet storm today, so I have a bunch of these random Carson wins like numbers and facts in my in my brain that nobody should have. Um. Yeah, man, he would be he would be really fun in New England. What? I I want to say this on record. If Jameis Winston goes to New England. I will be the first person to buy a jersey, and it's getting shipped right to you. <laughs> okay. You cannot like, do anything with it. I don't care. I just want – you're just going to have it. Let me it. ask this question. <laughs> let me ask this question. Remember when Paul DePodesto, like, trashed Carson Wentz? Yeah, he's pretty vindicated right now. Is he? Yeah, and actually, I've seen – Honestly, it. is he? No, I'm asking this as an honest question because then I have a follow-up. I – uh, I think so only because let's see. Um, I'm trying to spell his name because I didn't want to bring this up because I thought it was like too big of a Browns thing to do. Okay. I mean, I, I mean I, the reason why I asked is because of the follow up that's coming next. Okay, hit me with it. Do the Eagles win the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz? I truly don't think so. I don't either. That's why I'm saying I don't think that the Browns are vindicated by that. And I, I don't I don't necessarily know if there is a winner in that because um, yeah, I had said there was some guy that tweeted, you know, the winner of the Carts and Wins trades, the Cleveland Browns, because um, Dee Podesta was relentless, um, was like hit really hard for saying Carson Wentz wasn't a top 20 QB. Now, when he's healthy, he is. Let's just set that one aside. Um and the Browns were laughed into oblivion for passing on him as the Eagles eat $30 million in dead cap to move him. Who's laughing now? Well, I mean, I, one I, of us has a ring, and one doesn't. So Right. That's my, that was my question. I, I would pay hundreds of millions of dollars in dead cap to Baker Mayfield if we win a Super Bowl. I don't think you guys realize this. Yeah. Okay. So just, it, just it, depends, on the it, it depends upon, like, I don't think Eagles fans are like that livid. I think that they're, I, I think that Eagles fans, and you know, we can give Greg a call here, but I think what I would be mad about if I am a Eagles fan is that you pay so much money, you dedicate your entire franchise to this guy, and then you you do everything you can immediately from that day to distance yourself from him, you know, mm-hmm. not build around him. Draft another quarterback. The rumor to take another one at six, which I don't think they'll do. To be fair, um, maybe you do. I don't know. I would just be more mad that we gave him all this money, 
and then worked our asses off to distance ourselves from him instead of building around him. That's what I'd be most angry about. Not about Paul De Podesta. And, yeah. I, and I love Browns fans because now we're trying to somehow make this about us. Like, De Podesta gives a shit. Whatever. That's not, that is not how it should be. But I'm glad that you brought that up. I didn't, I didn't want to bring that up because I, I feel like I talk about the Browns way too much. Um, I, just, I saw it on my timeline, and I just wanted your thoughts. Because now I think the Eagles are just licking their wounds. They're coming yeah. back. I, I don't think that Hurts is bad at all. I, I think he'll be pretty serviceable. He may even be more than that. Um, so I I don't think that they're like in a terrible spot, but they're licking their wounds and they're restarting. So I, I don't know. And, and a lot of people are like, hammering Howie, their GM, for this. And a lot of reasons you should. Like, you didn't build around him. But at the same time, he did bring you a Super Bowl. Yep. And you don't know the answer to this because you had so many Super Bowls. But how long do you give him (laughs) before you can, like... How long after the Super Bowl can you start to hate him? Because it's like... I kind of think of it like the Matt Nagy rule. Like, he won Coach of the Year, and then now they just want to, like, throw him overboard, which is why I'm very afraid that Stefanski won Coach of the Year. Don't like that. was kind of hoping okay. he didn't win for the chip-on-his-shoulder aspect. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I think I think I'll... I don't know. To me, it's. It, I feel like we're always just like a in the moment kind of society where like we just hate everything. Oh, we are an extremely angry, pessimistic society. So I feel like it's one of those things where it's like if we kind of look back at it and just. I feel like it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm giving it like a little bit more of like a. I don't know. Just more leeway. I think is the right answer, right? Just like a little bit. What to Howie? Yeah. I I'm, I'm again like I'm I'm, I'm in the same boat him, as you. But like it's like he gets a little bit of leeway for at least pulling the trigger on this. He won a Super Bowl. That's like yeah. what that's like what I'm gonna like go to the grave saying here. Um, I do think that the Colts won this, but I also think that Carson Wentz put the Eagles in a position to lose because, correct me if I'm wrong here, didn't he narrow it down to only a few teams? Yes. So that really, that puts the teams he's going to at a monster advantage. Yeah. So, I didn't think that helped. He could have told them that in private, but maybe it would have gotten to the sources anyway. I don't know. Um... The Colts giving up a third round, and then depending upon how well the Colts perform next season will dictate whether that second pick is a first or second rounder. Um, it's a mix of does Carson Wentz play, you know, I think it was 75% of snaps, and then if he plays at least 70% of snaps, but they get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. there's some like very weird conditions to dictate whether it's going to be a first or a second rounder. I think it's a good move um, because you're upgrading Phil Rivers, 
I still think that because if you have to take your starting quarterback out and put your backup Jacoby in in order to throw the ball more than 35 yards, that's not good. Right. Certified, not great. So that's where I think that um, I, I think uh, obviously we've, we've been on the you know Brissett starter train, but uh, you won't have to do that with Carson. If he's healthy, he can really do anything that he wants. He's mobile enough. Mm-hmm. You have a much better offensive line. So, I mean, the Colts won 11 games last season. Like, they were one play away from getting into the divisional round. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that was maybe still the, maybe the saddest throw I've ever seen a quarterback make. That one hurt. And that was as bad as, like, Cam Newton's business decision. So, I, I they're clearly there. Um, I don't even know if they need a wide receiver help. I'd argue that they need more help on the defense, but I don't know. I only watched, like, four Colts games last season, so I did not That's get to fair. watch nearly a lot of them. Um, Colts clearly going for it all. Like I said, they were in the playoffs. You win 11 games. You were one possession away from going to the divisional round. They know that they've got the building blocks. They just need to, like, two, maybe three more pieces. I, I, I could easily see the Colts winning that division next year. Yeah, I could tell. Oh, because the reason why they didn't win it this year is they lost week one to the fucking Jaguars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every, I see this once a week. Have you seen that Jaguars tweet that they del- – I think they deleted it, but it still gets um, still gets swept around when <laughs> – after, after their week one win against the Colts, they took a screenshot of the ESPN app standings that had them tied for first of the division at 1-0, and and they were like, we're not done yet. And then the caption just goes, yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh, that shit gets to me every time. Um, all right, let's. while we're here, we're still in the NFL, I, I really only have one more NFL topic that I uh, that I have written down, but of course there there's more to go. We can talk about like the cap increasing a little bit, um, but the secondary news got to be JJ Watt. Yeah, we saw this coming though. Yeah, uh, here's a fun fact for you: JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, Jadavian Clowney are all no longer on the Houston Texans. Guess how many first-round picks the Texans received for those three players combined? Zero. Zero is the correct answer. And part of that is to blame on Bill O'Brien. We can we, we can also relay this into your character coach's conversation now because I am excited to hear about that. Um, I mean, we I bring it up every time that we talk about Jack Easterby. Yeah, we, we should. We Jack should. Jack <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna call I, him everything but his name. I don't even like. Deshaun Watson's gone, or at least he wants to be gone. Mm-hmm. I think they will get something from out of him. But what what is the deal here? Like, can you explain this to me? Because you know, I I haven't been anywhere near like that close to an NFL franchise. That why why would you not like? Just tell Watt, like, we're just going to trade you, man. We'll trade you where you want. We just want something. 
Like, we just talked about how Carson Wentz kind of pigeonholed them. Well, if he says, hey, I'm only going to go to one of these four teams, I think it would still pigeonhole the Texans, but at least you're getting something. Something. And they got nothing. I mean, look, you were going to get nothing for them either way, right? Because then it's one of those things where it's like, you he either tells you I want to release you, they tell you no, we're going to trade you. Then he goes, he has a no trade co- no. I think he had no movement clause in his contract. So then that's really happen. I think so. See, and I I thought I thought he I did not know that did not know I that. I think he had I think he had a no movement clause in his contract. Because I was like, at least you could get a bag of balls for him. I don't know something. It's, it, look, it's one of those things where it's like I don't think that he's particularly inclined to help Houston. No, no. And I, I never said he was, but yeah, it never said he was. So I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that. Um, I've, I'm kind of departing from everybody. I, where, here, let me ask you this first before I say anything. Rank his top three places that you think he will end up, not where he might want to go, but where you think he will end up. Uh, look, I think it's, I, I think the two that I'm going to name are pretty obvious, right? It's going to be Green Bay or it's going to be Pittsburgh. I feel like that's pretty obvious for everyone. Oh, 10,000% agree with you there. Um, the the dark horse for me is Tennessee. Ooh, I did not have them on my board. Okay. I think the dark horse for me is Tennessee because I think he really enjoys Vrabel. I think that he would. He should. Some boys. <laughs> I think that he would, you know, enjoy doing that. And I, I personally don't think that he'd hate playing Houston two times a year. <laughs> that's incredibly accurate yeah um and it i forget who said it and it was somebody you know kind of on the inside of the nfl like a reporter or something that they said that his kind of his wants are somebody that already is like a playoff contender and those three teams that you just named are playoff contenders and you know money is i think was like number three on his list of cares um, so I've got Green Bay 1A and Pittsburgh 1B. It really just depends upon what he wants because if he wants a ring, you got to stick in Green Bay. You really yep. do. Um, it depends upon, he may be waiting to see what the Steelers do with the quarterback situation because uh, ab- yeah. ability to win in the playoffs was number one for him. And you, I, it's just not happening right now. For them. Yep. So, don't get me wrong. Playing with both of his brothers would probably be, like, the highest honor of his life. Besides, like, winning the Walter Payton Award, probably. Um, That's why I have them at number two. I have got... um, Shit, I really like this Tennessee. They might have just shot up from non-existent on my board to number three on my board. Because I had the Colts. I try to help from time to time. I mean, that's a that's a genius. The scheme would work well. You're right. Vrabel and him would just be boys. Yep. Yeah, I had I had Indy at number three, and I had the Browns at number four. So, I I, tr- I why would he go to the Browns? Because when um and Mina shout out Mina Kimes for doing all the footwork on this for me. JJ Watt over his career has been um one of the most double teamed players of all time. And if you have somebody that can take some of that heat off, which he could in Pittsburgh when you have um 
TJ. TJ would take some heat off him. Yep. And then you would have Miles Garrett taking a shit ton of heat off of him. Mm-hmm. So it would be impossible to double team. And same with Green Bay. Like these would these would be guys where he now gets a one on one matchup. And as he is getting, he's clearly in the back half of his career. Nothing wrong with that. But when you're in the back half of your career, I feel like him, his body's going to need a little bit more help. And not getting double teamed every week is probably pretty damn good. Okay, I understand that. And Tennessee uh, I, would also think, provide that. I think I think if there's there's a team that we haven't mentioned that is going to also provide that is Chicago. And I think Chicago could have a better chance of landing him. And it's just strictly because... Um, his wife plays professional soccer in Chicago. Do not disagree with that because when you think of like things outside of football, Chicago and Green Bay would be number one and two for me. Yep. Um, and I mean he's he's got what Khalil Mack that would easily take a shit ton of the load off of him. Yep. Um, I I think we've I think we've done a really good top six here. Although I kind of just want to eliminate the Bears just because of postseason potential. Uh, that's fair. Okay. I mean, they I, I don't should think it's not, possible. They should not have been in the playoffs. <laughs> that's fine. I just, it, it, I'm just looking at it from a, I, you know, heat. Outside football. Yeah. Should, to completely agree with you here. So, okay. I can't believe you lose J.J. Watt, D-Hop, and Clowney for zero first-rounders. That's banana land. <laughs> I mean, I they, they will hopefully... Get some for uh, get some for Deshaun. But what do you what do you have what do you have on character coaches still? Because I know you love your Easter Bunny. Easter nerd needs to go to bed. That's it. <laughs> Easter nerd needs to go to bed. He's not he's not winning this this Deshaun Watson thing. No one is. It's getting worse. I mean, hopefully Deshaun Watson can win it. Hopefully. I'd like to see him win it. I don't know. Uh, look, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to get ugly. I, I think that either if he doesn't get traded by the time that the draft comes around or during draft night, mm-hmm. if he doesn't get traded, it's going to get really ugly. Yeah, because I've never um, – I don't know how many times I've seen – these guys just sit because he can definitely do that. Yeah, he, he can just say, "I'm not going to put my body on the line. I'm not going to put my career, my uh, ability to make future monies on the line for you know team that I don't want to be a part of." I mean, we see that a ton in basketball. That's like James Harden to a T, but have not seen it in football. Yeah. Okay, so I have some bad news that I have to share with you. Oh, boy. It is about Jim Harbaugh. What do you have to share with me about Jim Harbaugh? Um, he's having a rough go of it, in case you had no idea, This at this University of Michigan gig. Um, Joe Milton is now his sixth... Scholarship QB to transfer and officially making it that no recruit has made it to their fourth season under Jim Harbaugh. 
That's because whoever's coming in this year is supposed to is going to start right away. So it's more of a Justin Fields, Joe Burrow situation than anything. Yeah. Now, they framed it like it was a Jim Harbaugh thing. But that Joe Burrow, Justin like, Fields like situation. Everybody frames it like Jim Harbaugh thing, right? Everybody frames it that way. So who is this kid? Is he, just, is he like a, a true freshman or a redshirt freshman? I have to hold on. I have to pull him up because he's got like – it's like – it's not McCaffrey. But it's like their quarterback room, first of all, is just – it's it's deep. Like they have more quarterbacks there than I think most schools have. They have one, two, three, okay. four, five, five. They have six right now who haven't who haven't transferred. And hold on, pulling it up. The, the more the more that like we really, I feel like we're a very like a football heavy leaning podcast. I mean, we're going to be talking about football for over an hour straight. Yep, but. The more I get into this, because at, over over time, I have, you know, kind of, I, I love the NBA, but I've started to lean more towards the NFL. And, like, as I do that, I've started to get into, like, really top high school recruits and stuff like that. And it's fun. So they took this kid named J.J. McCarthy. He's a five-star. He went to the IMG Academy. Uh, okay. He is right now in this current moment a second round pick in the NFL draft. I'm sorry, how old is he? Excuse me? He is going into his freshman season. Holy shit. That is impressive. They call there right now based on his evaluation in November, he was a his NFL comparison was Kyle Allen. I mean, for somebody to call for somebody to say that, and they haven't even played like a full season in college yet, is insanely impressive. Yeah. Also, there's something crazy about watching left-handed quarterbacks that makes me just they're so much more fun to watch. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. I can't do it, but holy shit, they're fun. Probably. But he's like the the second best quarterback. He's like the twenty fourth best player in the in the draft rankings or whatever. Um, he was at as high as thirteen, and as low as what he is right now, twenty four. That's fantastic. Oh, he's high as eleven. Excuse me, he was as high as eleven. That is insane. So, so essentially, what you're telling me is that week one, he's going to get the reins for as long as he wants, essentially, because if he's only a freshman now, you know, he can play three full seasons under Jim Harbaugh and hopefully get them to a Big Ten title. Yeah, I think it's, it's possible. A, it's a lot to put on a kid, but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like he has done all of these camps and it's one of those things that's like you know even his head coach stopped calling plays for him i'm sorry he he did what his head coach stopped calling plays for him <laughs> he said on third down he called 50 percent of all offensive all uh of all the offensive plays that is so impressive i don't even know words to describe how impressive that is so it's one of those things where it's like, 
if he's doing that at the IMG Academy, which has produced a lot of great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. it's it'll be interesting. Uh, extremely, but and this is going to sound dumb as well. But you you mentioned earlier that it's a lot to put on the kid, which I agree that it is. But somebody's got to do it. It's one of those things where it's somebody's like I'm not going to put too much stock in Michigan football next year, just because. I don't know what they're going to be. Twenty twenty two, I would put I would put some sizable amount of stock in that. Right? Because they have a new new defensive coordinator, uh two new defensive coordinators. They have two offensive coordinators. Like they just have like a lot of moving parts this year. Now, granted, they start their season with Western Michigan, Washington, Northern Illinois, and Rutgers. So they could easily be three and one, four and zero to start the season. Okay. Well, based on the fact that Western Michigan is, we don't know. Washington is, we don't know. Northern Illinois is going to be Northern Illinois. And Rutgers, I'm going to assume is Rutgers. Are you talking the Huskies when you say Washington? Yeah. Okay. Just make I would have said, said Washington State. I would have said it out. Because I was, I was going to put that as a loss if it was Washington State. Whew. <laughs> Good one. So, like I said, we just don't know. <laughs> we just don't know what they are next year. So, yes, it it'll be interesting to see what happens. Because for the most part, they bring a lot of what they have coming back. Right? They have they bring back most of their offensive line. We don't know what their quarterback position is going to be. Their running back is going to be Haskins again, probably unless he transfers. Um. Wide receivers, they bring back Bell. They bring back uh, uh, Stan Trilzy. I think I'm saying his name right. I don't think so. But they bring back a lot of guys on the offensive side of the football. On the defensive side, well, they were okay but not great last year. So we'll see. I'm not putting a lot of stock in it, but this team's going to be a young team, and I hope. And it looks like they might be better in two years. So you're you're putting stock in the future, but not next season. Correct. That's reasonable. And uh, are, are you opting out like I'm opting out of MLB this season? Because I'm out. Uh, I'm out. I'm opting out of... <laughs> I don't know what I'm opting out of yet. I'm, let me get back to you on that one. I don't know what I'm opting out of yet. I'm opting out of something. Just don't know what it is yet. I do not want to opt out of the MLB simply because there will be a point in time when it will be the only sport on. But at the same time, how can I get behind this team? How can I get behind the Red Sox the way that they are currently constructed? You cannot. Because... You could. You could. You could find a way, but... I think out of their starting rotation and their starting... Uh, the the rest of the field for their 2018 World Series team, which was arguably one of the most dominant teams that baseball has ever ever seen. Yep. They. I wish I could find the graphic for it, but I won't be able to. They've lost at least 80 percent of them. Yeah. It's rough shit out there man I mean look let's I'll put it I'll put it this way right their starting pitching at least is better this year than it was last year yes I think I don't I don't even think that's a competition and they don't even have 
uh, Chris Sale back. I think their bullpen this year is better than it was last year. Uh, they don't really have a first baseman right now. Okay. I love Michael Chavis, but Bobby Dahlbeck is is lurking, and I don't know if he's going to get more playing time than he should. Lurking. Okay. Um, Kike's probably going to be the second baseman, or it'll be Marwin Gonzalez. Yes. Then you have Rafi and X, and that's fine. And then your outfield is literally going to be puzzle pieces. Yeah, because, I mean, if I'm Jackie, I don't want to stay. I mean, look, if he if he decided to come back, I think that immediately boosts that defense. Yeah, I mean, Kimbrel gone, Mitch gone, um, Eddie's hurt, um, Nunez gone, um... Pierce, God, I can't believe I just said that. Pierce gone, Brock gone, um, Jackie's about to leave, Mookie's gone, Chris is hurt, Benny's gone, Porcello's gone. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. I mean, going from let's, I mean, let's really look at it, right? From 2019, mm-hmm. which was last year, we we're just gonna throw out for fun because why not? But from 2019, they're Starting their opening day lineup, Ben and Tenny gone, Mookie gone, Devers is still there, JD is still there, X is still there, Mitch is gone, Nunez is gone, Bradley's gone, and Vasquez is still there. So that's three guys. I think I think Xander's the longest tenured player on that, that team right now. Right. Sounds about right. And I also think he's the maybe you just said this and I just heard something totally different. Is is he the only remember? Only remaining one from 13? Because, here's the thing. While 2018 was so absolute dominant, I think 2013 was more fun. Because you had the Beard Gang. 2013 was fun. I'm looking at... And they weren't expected to win at all. I mean, the Red Sox were expected to win the World Series that year. I mean, you got number one versus number two when it came to Red Sox versus Dodgers. You knew that you were getting the best product. But 2013 was a wild shit show. And that was what made it so special. And I feel very old because I watched that World Series on a TV with a back. Let let that stand out. I was a freshman in college, and you were a senior in high school. Well. Right? Yeah. Uh, yes. You are slowly being pointed in the right direction of being correct. Okay. And you're correct. Dope. It was Workman, JBJ, X, and Stephen Wright. And then it became very quickly X. Yeah, and I mean, technically Jackie's not gone. I think it's just more of a matter of time. Yeah. Because... After the way these other guys were treated, I I wouldn't want to be a part of it either. Yeah. Heim, Heim, Hein Bloom. Um, okay. While we're while we've kind of switched topics here, because we have absolutely been crushing this this list of ours here. Um, Tyler Naquin driving the three and a half hours from Cleveland, Cincinnati. That's just kind of like average news. Um, Tatis is easily the biggest news. Fourteen Good years. Good deal. Fourteen. Yep. 
It's a good deal. It's incredible. And, like, if I'm opting out of the Red Sox, Slam Diego's a fun fucking team. Yep. Um, How do you think they get to 14? Because the most I've seen is 11. And it's like an opt-out at 10. Why 14? Is he just that young that you're comfortable with it? Yeah. Or it's going to be one of those things where it's like, you know what, if if worse comes to worse, you know, they have to pay me all my money, so. That's very accurate. And yeah. along with that, I, I saw that people were complaining like, oh, you know, like Tatis is one of the best players in baseball, but yet he's like getting the same amount of money as Buddy Heald is right now. So like he would be like 45th or 46th in terms of NBA contracts. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. Buddy Heald might make that for two years. Tatis is going to make that for 14. There's a difference between, like, NBA contracts are extremely short and very volatile. NBA contracts are massive. They are easily the wealthiest people when they're done with their careers out of all the sports. Unless you're, like, I don't know, unless you're LeBron. They're, like, always exceptions. But overall, MLB players have longer careers and they make more money during those careers than NBA players. Yep. So, I, I don't think I don't think people can compare. Whereas, like, yeah, yeah, it's just tough to compare. You would always want that MLB check at the end of the day, because you're gonna have nobody coming anywhere near Mike Trout money. You're gonna have nobody coming close to Mookie Betts money for for a full contract. Yep. Because even these best guys are doing two years contract and then a third year opt-in and, like, a player option at that. So, I don't know, man. That's, that's rough. But I, I, think if you're, I think if you're arguing, you know, as a player, what contract out of the big four do you want to have? It's MLB, and it's no, comp, no, no contest. Yeah, I agree with that. Who do you put it to, though? What do you think? I mean, there's been pretty some. There's been some fun deals in the NBA, right. isn't there? Yeah, yeah. There's always a couple of fun ones. Like, um, oh, who got signed to that ridiculous contract this year? It's gonna come up in like three seconds. Hold on. Oh, oh, these are great. Ready? Please. Uh, John Wall four one seventy. Yes. Okay. Chris Paul four one sixty. God, that's so bad. Wiggins five one one forty seven. That's fucking disgusting. Uh Joe Kim Noah four seventy two. Interesting. Mario Stylemeyer five one hundred. Okay. Team of Fade Mozgov four sixty four. So weird. That's so weird across the board. I, I don't even know what to do with that. I would probably rather have an NBA contract than an NFL contract. Short and big money. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, especially with both of those, sometimes you don't know how long your career is going to be. And I mean, it's the same thing with baseball, but baseball is a lot less work hazard, mm. like by far. 
And you know what's shitty? Is it the one that is tied, I, w- I would say like 1A, 1B, for the most work, has the worst contracts. Shout out Gary Bettman. Yeah. Like, I, I would say that football and hockey, depending upon the way that you look at it, are the biggest occupational hazards when it comes to the big four. I mean... On the job. Yeah, probably. And hockey players get, frankly, no respect. Yeah. I mean, they get a, they, I, I see these guys get hyped up at like four years, like 50 million. And when his Mookie bet's running around here with four hundred million, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know how anybody could argue against baseball. But yeah, that's that. Uh, I guess that's also just like my soapbox for that's really shitty about the NHL. I mean, the other thing too about like the NHL at least is like they focus it more on like the cap it more than like the actual numbers, right? Like they focus on like three and four a year, right? So that's mm-hmm. twelve, right? Where it's like. In the NHL, where, it, where like everything else, it's like five years for $190 million. Okay. And then you have to do the math yourself. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you look at some of these contracts for the NHL and it's like four years, six million. You're like, okay, that's $20 million. Yes. Or it's like five years and seven. And it's like, they then it's $35 million. And you're like, okay. Maybe it's 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 not great. Don't get me wrong, but it's like you know they they kind of translate it differently and make it not seem that bad. And and people like I I think a lot of people that are just kind of in like normal, you know, not like super attentive to hockey, they'll see that uh, like five for seven, and they're like, oh man, he's only getting paid seven million bucks for the whole time. Yeah, but that's a very good point. Uh, I'm going to parlay this into our last. Uh, no, actually, speaking of parlay, I have a second one. Um, but we mentioned. Oh, just, just two seconds. Just two seconds. Please. The Eagles tweeted reports. Eagles have agreed to trade Carson Wentz to the Colts. <laughs> You're the Eagles. Don't you know? <laughs> yeah, the word report really screwed that one. Oh, man, that's funny. That's bad. Um. There, we only have I only have two things left. I want to talk about Lake Tahoe, and I want to talk about the Jazz. Which one do you want? Uh, since we started talking about their con- contracts, I feel like we need to to take you know NHL most recent. I agreed. Okay, you, you seem very excited about this. So who's playing in Lake Tahoe? Oh, I need to pull up a full list because it's actually like a decent amount of games. But, Isn't it uh, Bruins versus Preds? It's today and tomorrow. That's they, they continually have some of the most beautiful. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's 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 Saturday and Sunday. I'm thinking that today's Friday. Please don't ask questions why. Um, so they're playing Friday. They're playing Saturday. It's going to be the Avalanche versus the Golden Knights, and then Sunday mm-hmm. it's going to be the Bruins and the Flyers. Flyers. That was it. Okay. Sorry. It's pretty though. Who is it's the? Anno- it's who, annoyingly pretty. Who's the Bruins like legit mascot? Because Blades. what? Blades. Is that the bear? Yeah. Okay. Well, because I know that a lot of these teams do like super weird ones, like like Philly. 
they're the Flyers, but yet they have gritty, which makes no sense. Also, they the Bruin. Blades the Bruin. What a legend. Sure. If we were drafting mascots, you're not taking him, and you know it. Yeah. No. No. I'm taking Gritty with my first pick. (laughs) Yep. 10,000%. Second pick and third pick. Also, I I, I sent you a voicemail about this, but now that I'm obsessed with drafting things... I have an idea for a couple more. One okay. is Division One college, so and their trophies. Mm-hmm. And another one would be any professional trophy, so like the Claret Jug, Lord Stanley, stuff like that. I th- th- think it could be awesome. Okay. I agree with that. One that I'm 50-50 on is professional stadiums. I don't think that there... It's just not a, I don't think there's enough meat on the bone for that one. I'm just... Honestly, I'm just going international. <laughs> for what? For all the stadiums. Most of them, most of them are going to be soccer stadiums. You're going to have um, the Rose Bowl sprinkled in there. You're going to have the Coliseum sprinkled in there. You're going to have whatever the hell was made out in L.A. this year. Sprinkled in there, the Death Star state sprinkled in here. Oh, Vegas might be my first pick. That thing's that thing literally looks like it will fly off the ground at any moment. Camp New might be my first pick. Like if you look at just like soccer stadiums, just like there's just so many different ones that you're just like, eh, okay, that that you can you can make a case for that. Yeah, and also the graphic would look like shit. By the way, yeah, like if yeah, we want to th- if we want to think about looking, it would. <laughs> yeah. <it> would. <laughs> <laughs> it would look like 16 identical circles because they'd be so small. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I, I don't think that it's really feasible. Trophies would be fun. Like, I would definitely draft the MLB home run um, home run king trophy. Oh. Um, the glass bat. You know what I think would do? sick. Honestly, I would take... Um... <laughs> Just for a ridiculous trophy of all time. Please. Um, the Land Grant Trophy. Is that a rivalry? Yes. See, and that's why, like, we can do Division One College. I because then we can... See this thing. Then, then we can get into all these ridiculous rivalry trophies. Like... Yeah, I know, but you need to see this thing. Would the, would the, would the Bunyan or the Lumberjack be number one off the board? Mm-hmm. Nope, this is this is not it. This is not the uh, lum- the uh, lumberjack or the bun- or Paul Bunyan. Yeah, you're sending the. I'm I'm just googling the land grant trophy. Yeah. Wait a second. Land grant trophy. I'm trying to now think of what states these are in because land grant sounds like super specific here. You're never gonna figure this out. Land grant trophy. Huh. The thing is. Demolishingly ugly. It's a shelf. Michigan State, Penn State. Yeah, that. It's literally a shelf. You want to talk about how fun graphics would be with trophies? That would be a fun ass graphic. That it's literally a shelf. Um, one of the, one of the, uh, what Mac teams? I'm gonna look it up here. The, here it is. The wagon wheel trophy. Mm-hmm. 
It's uh, it's called the Blue and Gold Wagon Wheel. Is the a winner between Akron Zips and the Golden Flashes of Kent State. <laughs> they literally just fight over a fucking wagon wheel. <laughs> uh, doesn't somebody else do that too? I don't think so. Are, are you allowed to copy that? I guess. I thought I thought Utah State did it. Yeah, Utah State and BYU literally have a wagon wheel too. Did not know that. Okay, so we would definitely have the little brown jug involved somehow. Yep. Um, Illabuck is super weird. I myself have always been a fan of the keg of nails. Because it is, um, it's Cincinnati. Okay. And imagine, I just, I truly don't get it. Or like Michigan State does the brass spittoon. Just, ooh, you know what? I apologize. I think, I think 1-1 might be golden egg. Just because mm. the the history behind the golden egg. No, see, I'm going to go in a different direction than you for, for my number one pick. What, what have you got? The troll. Who is that? Concordia Moorhead versus St. Olaf. See, they this, literally fight over a troll on a tree bark. This is where stump. this is where I have to reel you in because if we start getting into like Division Three and Pioneer League, you're gonna blow us all out of the water, man. <laughs> I I have to reel you in. <laughs> How about a platypus between Oregon and Oregon State? That that could all that could also be a first rounder. Damn, these are some. We have Old to do it now. Can Fresno State, San Diego State? We have to do it now. It is. It is. It is. Keg of nails is good. The iron skillet's good. Paul do we, Bunyan's good. Do we want it? Oh, these are all rivalry Paul trophies. Axe is good. The massive ore that they give out for Florida. Florida Row the State. boat, even though that's not rowing the boat at all. Milk can for Boise State, Fresno. Yep. The bronze stalk. For Ball State, yes. Northern Illinois. I mean, even Floyd, just... Floyd of Rosedale is a classic. Even just looking up MAC-specific rivalry trophies, you're going to have oh, a... Oh, no, the Chancellor Spurs. Chancellor Spurs. You're going to have a good time. Chancellor Spurs. Texas, Texas Tech. <laughs> Give me the Spurs. That's... I, I can... I can a uh, not disagree with you on that one. Have you seen the Heartland Trophy? It's not that fun. I would not draft the high the Heartland Trophy. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Isn't that f- no? That's not Floyd of a. Uh... No. That that's trying to be that's trying to be Floyd of Rosedale. And it's not. Also, um, I'm gonna keep on going Mac here. Have you seen the bronze stock? Yeah, I just said that. You did? Yeah. Shit. Sorry. Would you draft the little brown jug? No. No? I'd pick Bob Onion first. Okay. I I still I think the ore is pretty high on my list simply because it's just you need like eighteen people to carry it. I mean even it, Paul it, Bunyan's axe would probably go above the little brown jug, to be honest with you. I, I would definitely agree with that. And I think I still think that First draft, or sorry, first round, first pick. I think Paul Bunyan's coming off the board. Yeah. Yeah, well. 
I don't know why I think that, but here I do. Maybe platypus, though? Maybe? Platypus is good. I don't know, man. Also, I don't even... I don't like the shillelagh. That's the uh, USC Notre Dame. Don't like it. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, it's a play on, it's a play on, you know, Irish history. Okay. I'll give you that one. Um, I mean, if you look at all, like, the Notre Dame trophy stuff, it's, like, all of, like, Notre Dame's, like, stuff. It's just. Yeah. Well, because they win most of them still. True. It's just like, it's just like that Eli, Eli Buck or whatever the hell they call it. It's, like, a weird-looking thing between Ohio State and Illinois. I, I cannot tell you the last time that Illinois has ever taken that home. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even think they. I don't even think Ohio State brings it to the game, because they're just like, well, we're gonna have to move this right back to where it started. So, true. It's pointless. Okay. It, see now, now it is decided. It's definitely happening. It's a hundred percent happening. In. 2019, Notre Dame held every trophy. All, all of them. <laughs> I, I wonder when. I wonder when the last one for Ohio State was, or for Al. I don't even think that they played for a trophy though. What? Like all of like the trophies. Maybe they don't. They have. So it's like Michigan State. They hold that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Legends Trophy against Stanford. They hold that one. Mm-hmm. The Chalaley. Frank Lee Memorial Bowl and the Ireland Trophy. They hold that one. It's when they play BC. Yes. The Shillelagh. Um, what else is here? What else they got? Is that it? It's just, is it just those three? Wow. Man, they need more. I mean, that's a quarter of your season right there. Yeah. <laughs> Using rivalry Did you, rivalry wait, did you really say that Notre Dame was rivals with Ohio State? No, no, no. I asked, when do you think the last season was that Ohio State also held all of their rivalry trophies. Oh, last year. <laughs> well, yeah, and, I, and all I know is that they uh, they've got one for Illinois and not many more. Um, they they don't do that nearly as much. Um, no, I did not. I did not say that. Now, I would love for Ohio State and Notre Dame to become a rivalry. I truly would. I think here in this state, especially, that would cause absolute pandemonium because. Yep. Uh, most people that are Notre Dame fans are just people that go to church every week in this state, um, and that's it. So that's fair. Yeah, we, we've we have covered everything. We'll have to come up with some more giraffes that we want to do. Um, also, shout out to Happy Gilmore. It's the 25th anniversary yesterday, or I think of Happy Gilmore. Yep. Uh, somebody yesterday, day before somewhere in there. Yeah, exactly. Somebody suggested uh, Tiger Woods and Shooter McGavin. Versus uh, Adam Sandler, or Happy, I should say, and Phil Mickelson. I think that'd be fantastic. Can Shooter McGavin actually play golf? Did you see his putting video? Um, yeah, okay, but can he play? <laughs> I was just... <laughs> yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Can he play the rest of golf? Because if he can play the rest <laughs> of golf, then that's fine. But it's like, you know. No, that's true. That's I need true. my man to play the rest of golf. Yeah. Well, we'd have to bring... I wonder who... Who's the guy that played Chubbs? We'd have to have Chubbs there. I think the person who played Chubbs is actually dead. No. Well, the guy that played... Um, 
Yeah, Carl Weathers passed away. Son of a bitch. Well, the guy that played, um, the guy that took the nail in his head also passed away. Yep. Oh, man. Maybe we should just get um, his caddy to play for him. The homeless guy. Wait, I'm sorry. Carl Weathers, who was Chubbs, was born in 1948. Did you know he was in the NFL? No. Holy shit. He was in the NFL from 1970 to 1973. Interesting. He played one year with the Raiders, and he played another year with the Lions. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know when... Let's see. San Diego State University. Yep. BC Lions of the Canadian Football League. Okay. Uh, well, that got less fun. Well, when the Raiders were in, he played in the AFC Championship game. The Raiders' first ever AFC Championship game in 1971. That's pretty That's sweet. That's a win. That's pretty sweet, man. Wow. Wow. Love this. And he worked for NFL Films doing season recap voiceovers. That's fantastic. Wow. Man, see, see, this is... Learn something new every day, man. Learn something new every day. We try here. Um, And actually, can I... I don't know how to say this. I don't think he's dead. Okay. Might not be. I have no idea. That's why I whispered it and didn't say it out loud. I don't think he's dead. I keep right. getting I keep getting born. I don't Yeah, he tweeted yesterday. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I wasn't sure. Well, I, clearly I was in the dark too. I believed you. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, though no, the the only one I know that passed away was um the the big guy. Because yeah. he, he was also a Bond villain, fun fact. Mm. And the the main female in that movie is the mom from Modern Family. Mm, even better. You know what? We're, we're here to educate the people. How about that one? Yeah. All right. Anything, any shout-outs for you? Because I've, I've exhausted a full page of lists that I have. Um. Hopefully by the time we get this, we we come back. We can uh, talk about Deshaun Watson getting traded or something. Or shout out Cup of Noodles. If you don't understand, look it up. Love you, Cup of Noodles. See you. Peace.